Did you get more wood? Oh yeah. You are now listening to Blast Burn Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blastburn Radio. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me, as always, are our animal control friends, our dog catcher co-hosts, Messer Engine and Celeste. Uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. How's it going? It's a heat wave here in Maine. I don't know. I, I think it's snowing where you are, though. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fucking blizzard out here. Like, it's really, really, really bad. Um, <laughs> they tried to call me into work today because so many people called off because the roads were so shit. Um, and I'm just like, but I, like, that doesn't change the fact that I have children, guys. Like, I can't, I, I can't do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking nuts out here. Celeste, how are you doing, hon? I'm dealing with the same blizzard. The freezing rain that came before the blizzard and then the blizzard meant very, very bad roads. Yeah, it's it's gross if you if you live in the Midwest. Um, hopefully things will be better by the time like this podcast goes live. But regardless, just stay safe, guys. Like we know that it's it's kind of scary and gross out there. And, you know, obviously people have to do things, but try, try not to get yourself killed dead. Huh? Like that's no good. Um, all right. So yeah, guys, it's been not quite a week since we recorded last. We are on a short week this week. Uh, our good friend Messer Engine has a, a really fun, really awesome time commitment for this weekend. So we had to bump up our recording schedule to make sure that we allotted him plenty of time to take care of that. But that means that we've all been running around like chickens with our heads cut off trying to get all of our good, important work done for the week so that we could record tonight on Friday. I know that my week was pretty shit, but uh, I, I can get to that in a minute. How about you guys? How was your week this week? It was bananas. Like, absolutely bananas. Like, as Jolly just mentioned, I have a convention for Mythic Portal tomorrow and Sunday. So, technically, I should have I should have left tonight uh, and gone down there because it's going to be freezing rain tomorrow. Uh, but we got to record. So, I'm going to be leaving early tomorrow morning to hopefully beat as much of it as possible on my way to where I need to be. But any week where we have a convention, there's convention prep work to do. So I had regular, obviously, Blast Burn Radio stuff to do. Uh, have to do the pre-convention stuff, make sure we have like all the stuff we need to bring and it's all packed and all that good jazz. Uh, and then on top of that, as I mentioned, it has been a crazy freaking heat wave here in Maine. I say heat wave, but we've been living in like negative 20, negative 15 for the last couple of weeks. And it was like... 40 degrees this week going from negative 20 to 40 it felt like i'm gonna get sick probably is what's gonna happen from such a jarring temperature change also my wow guild asked me to run a DD game and i did a session zero on wednesday even though i was super busy with everything else and that was a lot of fun i'm really glad that i did it but damn i was like i don't have enough time in my week so my week super stressful very busy uh, what about Celeste? <laughs> My week has been pretty crazy, too. Lots of stuff still broken at work. Um, the company that owns where we um, use our software from 
kicked back a couple tickets saying it was our custom code. So today we spent an extra hour, even though the school was closed at noon, I stayed until 1.30 <laughs> trying to figure this out. And I left and it's still not figured out. It's always a good feeling going into the weekend. <laughs> yeah. At least it's a long weekend. I'm off Monday. I am too now. Like, the way my work has usually done things for the last couple of years is we end up with a floating holiday in the first half of the year and a floating holiday in the second half of the year. And then on Thursday, just randomly out of the blue, after most people had put in for their floating holiday for the first half of the year, uh, a notice from HR came out that said, oh, by the way, please note the holiday schedule for this year. Uh, there will be no floating holidays in the first half of the year, and you have Martin Luther King Day off, so see you Tuesday. <laughs> and never was there such a lament over a day off in recorded history. <laughs> People were pissed off. So now suddenly I have Monday off, which is going to be great, because my schedule for this weekend, like I said, is drive early tomorrow, get to the convention. I will probably be at the convention till like 8, 9, 10, 11, probably closer to 11, and then I gotta drive to where I'm staying, crash, be back for like seven or eight AM, and then I'm there till midday, pack up the car, drive back, and stream for Blastburn Radio till eleven on Sunday. So I was gonna be a real sleepy boy on Monday, and now I can just sleep and sleep and sleep. So I'm super jazzed about that. You know, I don't want to sound ungrateful or sound like I'm begrudging you a little bit of rest after all of that mess, but I kind of hate both of you fuckers, because Monday is going to be awful for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. I am so sorry, man. Oh, yeah. So, uh, again, like, not to not to go too far into those types of details, but I, you know, I work in pharmacy, and our specific pharmacy model is home delivery, and so that's really cool. Like, it's really convenient for a lot of our patients, but foul weather fucks up couriers so i'm sure that there were all sorts of cock-ups at work today especially since apparently they were short-staffed and i'm sure that i'm gonna be hearing all about that shit on monday morning so i am not remotely looking forward to that but yeah like as as celeste had, had kind of alluded to um here in the you know indiana ohio kentucky general region we actually had a pretty big heat wave through most of the week. So you're actually probably on the same weather front that we've been on, Mess. It's just still reaching you. Um, so fucking prepare yourself. Winter is coming. <laughs> um, but it was raining for like three solid days here. It was like up in the 40s and 50s. And then all of a sudden, overnight last night, it just plunged from like 40 degrees to like two. So we've got like a solid inch of ice on the ground that's now been covered by like six inches of snow and it's just gonna be fucking bad news bears for a fucking while <laughs> unfortunately but hopefully hopefully our our good tax dollars at work our good municipal services will get right the fuck on fixing that shit do they sand where you are like a, a bunch salt generally rock salt it tends to be the uh the weapon of choice against winter weather so up here they salt and they sand and when we have a hot week like this where there was lots of melting and obviously the roads are wet from all the snow melting your car just becomes a mud ball um my car is completely unrecognizable right now it, it's a black car that might as well be brown it's awful can't see out of windows mirrors I gotta go through a car wash before I travel north tomorrow. 
Oh man, that sucks. But yeah, other than that, the the big thing in in my life in my house this week was that my daughter's my youngest daughter had her second birthday uh, this week on Tuesday. Which, if you're thinking, "Wow, didn't your other daughter just have a birthday?" Yes, I have. Every person in my house has a birthday inside a month from Christmas, which means that from the end of November to the end of January, my wallet just kind of weeps quietly in the corner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, my youngest had her second birthday on Tuesday and we're having her party actually tomorrow, which means I have to go out in the gross and pick up a birthday cake and pizza and stuff. And I'm going to have to shovel the driveway and the walk. So all the elderly family cut flooding into my house doesn't, you know, fall and break their fucking hips on my property. So yay, yay, home ownership. The joys of home, <laughs> home ownership are really interesting. I bought a roof rake this week. That's another thing that happened. We had so much snow from the last couple storms on the roof. Like it was a major problem. So we bought something I didn't even know fucking existed, which is basically a 17 foot foot pole with a shovel, like uh scoop at the end and it's got a kind of like curved edge so that you can like get up on top of the roof and like pull down the snow and my wife was like hey I'm going to go out there and do that and I took one step outside I was like no you're not that snow has to be up to my waist which means it's up to your chest like you'll get stuck and that was completely accurate she did not go out there thankfully but it was up to my waist and it was really hard to move around so I totally understand what you mean on the the joys of home ownership, Jolly. Ugh. See, we don't see that much snow here. Like we get we get a fair amount, but like I I don't know that they even sell such a product like in our hardware stores. But it's funny because my uncle kind of jerry rigged one for himself. Because he has satellite TV, and when it snows heavily, it messes up his reception. So he duct taped, like, six fucking brooms together so that he can just step outside and just knock the snow off the satellite dish with his fucking super broom. (laughs) So I know (laughs) immediately and instinctively, like, I can mentally picture what you're talking about because I've seen the redneck equivalent. (laughs) Super broom. Man, weather. How does it work? All right, guys. So we actually have a surprising amount of Pokemon news this week. Like, I expected there to be something to cover, but I did not expect the sheer volume of events and announcements that we've been uh, deluged with, which is uh, a a good problem to have, frankly. Um, But let's go ahead and dive into it so we can get through just the volume that we have to push through. Let's go over our Pokemon news for the week. Jingle? Jingle? Maybe? Here is the Poke News! The Poke News. Alright guys, now, firstly, as we discussed last week, there is another global mission live right now in Pokemon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. This mission challenges trainers to win in the battle agency, and, well... We did! Already! Uh, within 24 hours of the start of the mission, we had achieved the goal. Uh, we've blown it the fuck out of the water. Uh, as of recording this podcast, the goal, the challenge, was to accumulate a total of 100,000 victories in the Battle Agency Battle Facility. And currently, the tally is over 281,000, and there's still 10 days left on the mission. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> mission accomplished, guys. Congratulations. 
Nations. Now, if this is your first time hearing about it, even though that goal has been met, you can still participate and get fully rewarded for contributing in that victory. Uh, be sure to sign up in the Festival Plaza, win at least one match in the Battle Agency, and update your game sync with the global link to be rewarded once the mission is complete. Uh, now, do remember that the reward is doubled if your cartridge is linked to your Pokemon Global Link account. Um, so instead of 2,000 Festival Coins, you can get 4,000. And Festival Coins are neat for all sorts of useful shit if you have the patience to do it, which I do not. <laughs> uh, I've never liked the Festival Plaza. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I, we, we could do an entire show on how much I loathe the Festival Plaza. But in fairness, there are a lot of legitimately useful utility things that you can do there. I just choose not to. Um, <laughs> now, I do also want to remind our audience that the re-release of Pokemon Crystal on the Virtual Console for the 2DS and 3DS family consoles is fast approaching. Uh, while the game officially becomes available on January 26th, so exactly two weeks from today as of this recording, it is currently available for pre-order and pre-download on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, doing so allows you to download the game in advance so you can start playing right away when it officially launches in two weeks. Now, on a related note, remember that we here on Blastburn Radio will be holding a drawing for two winners of Pokemon Gold, Silver, or Crystal for Virtual Console right here on the show once we get Messer Engine up to the goal of 50 followers on Twitch. Now, as of this recording, we are only two followers away so hopefully we'll be able to draw those names next week on the next episode of the podcast uh, if you are not yet entered into that drawing and you would like to be be sure to find the instructions on our social media um, we are at Blastburn Radio on both Facebook and Twitter um, get your name in that hat and hopefully you can get a cool free game out of it and thanks to all the new followers I gained this week you are appreciated and uh, yeah it was super to meet you in the stream this week. So keep showing up. Keep listening. It's a fun time. Awesome. Thank you, Mess. Now, moving on to new news, not just throwbacks to things we previously discussed, but brand new shiny things. Uh, the next Global Link tournament in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was announced this week. Uh, the 2018 International Challenge January will run from January the 26th through January the 28th, and all participants who complete at least one battle during this period will receive 50 in-game BP or battle points. Uh, rules for this tournament will follow the standard VGC 2018 format and registration opens up on January the 18th and closes on the 25th the day before the actual tournament opens. Uh, now these tournaments are a great way to get your toes wet into the VGC format of competitive Pokemon so if that's something that you've been you know interested in trying but you don't necessarily want to drive all the way to a tournament without you know figuring out what you're doing uh, these online tournaments are a great way to start. So, whether you're striving for top cut in the tourney or just uh, looking to lose your one match for your BP, uh, good luck, competitors. I hope you enjoy the tournament. I need that sweet BP. Anytime I don't have the Mantine Surf, I'm there. You shall always <laughs> Mantine Surf. As Messer Engine Mantine Surfs forever until the inevitable heat death of the universe. <laughs> so, somebody go make fan art of that. Go. Activate. Wonder fan powers, activate! If we're going to have fan art, it should be a Mantine with a slot machine on top, with Mez playing the slot machine while Mantine surfing. While outrunning the, the heat death of the universe. <laughs> Just tears streaming down his face. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Now, on Thursday, which is yesterday as of this recording, there was a Nintendo Direct stream. Uh, they called it a mini Nintendo Nintendo Direct. There were no huge announcements, but there were a couple of really cool ones, and particularly one that touches on Pokemon. Uh, they presented an awesome new announcement for fans of Pokken Tournament. Now, if you're not familiar with Pokken Tournament, this is the first time that we've touched on this particular property here on the show, just because there hasn't been a, a whole lot of news on it since we started, or if there has, then I've just missed it, and if that's the case, then I'm sorry, Pocken fans. Please don't be mad at me. I don't play your game. But I think it's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Pocken Tournament is a uh, Pokemon fighting game. It was originally released for the Wii U, uh, and now it has current support on the Switch. Uh, now, the the first batch of paid DLC for Pocken Tournament for Nintendo Switch was announced during the Nintendo Direct stream, and it will be rolled out in two waves. Uh, the first wave is going to include Aegislash as a new playable character uh, with Mega Rayquaza and Mimikyu as new summonable support characters and that batch of DLC will go live on the 31st of January. Uh, The second wave will include Blastoise as a new playable character in the game and it will include Mew and Celebi as new summonable support characters and it will go live on the 23rd of March of this year. Uh, Now both of these waves of DLC will include various cosmetics and outfit designs as well and the season pass is up for purchase on the eShop for $14.99 US dollars. You can also purchase this season pass bundled with the game itself on the Nintendo eShop if you're totally new to Pocket Tournament. I've only seen the game once. I was at the convention and some folks were playing it. It seemed pretty neat. I would really, really like to get into playing Pocket. I am hot fucking garbage at fighting games so i will never be good at it um but yeah just the the concept of a pokemon fighting game is to me just really fucking dope and the fact that you can be lucha pikachu just makes it (laughs) lucha chu i enjoy fighting games so i might pick it up actually it's really, really cool, and I'm glad that it's finally getting support. You know, there was a, a lot of complaint for a long time that it never got updates or support on the Wii U um, because they were still rolling out, like, new fighters, new characters on the arcade consoles in Japan, but they weren't updating the console version. They, like, essentially abandoned Wii U support almost as soon as the game was released because they realized what a stinker the Wii U was. Um, so it's nice to see it getting some love console side now that it's found a home on the Switch. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going to the Switch, like deluxe editions of like the the Wii U classics, if you will. <laughs> the the five <laughs> good games that were ever on the Wii U. Yes. <laughs> I say that as as a Wii U owner, and it makes me sad. <laughs> hey, the bundle games that came with it originally were a lot of fun to play with friends. Yeah, the, um, uh, again, we could do an entire podcast on the virtues and follies of the Wii U. That's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> um, all right. Now, the next piece of news we have for you guys is uh, while it was announced some time ago for both Japan and then for Europe, it was finally announced this week that the limited edition Pikachu face new 2DS XL will be released in North America as well. Uh, this special edition console will be released in North America on the 26th of January with a price tag of one fifty. And it's frankly just fucking adorable. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a new 2DS XL, but it's a fucking Pikachu face. Um, And it's just amazing. (laughs) If I hadn't already picked up my Pokeball version, I would be picking up the Pikachu face version, hands down. That mascot power. Selling those consoles. It's just a cute, (laughs) it's a cute little good electric mouse boy. Like, who doesn't love Pikachu? Fucking communists, that's who. Go, Joe. (laughs) 
think I prefer the Pokeball one over this. Well, then I will sell you my Pokeball one and I can buy a Pikachu and we'll both be happy. <laughs> All right. Um, well, before we move on any further, there was actually a, a couple of not huge, but really interesting announcements on the, the Pokemon Go side of things this week. Uh, now, as always, I will defer to our, our good friend Messer Engine, our special Pokemon Go consultant, to let us know what's going on in that sphere of the Pokemon world. Uh, so, Mess, what's going on in Pokemon Go right now? Oh, you know, Niantic doing silly things. Silly cool things, but still silly things. They have announced a Pokemon Go Community Day on January 20th. These uh these are meant to be kind of like new monthly events uh, where during a specific time period you can hunt for special Pokemon like stuff you're not going to see like the rest of the time. Uh, in this instance, for this event, uh, you gain access to a Pikachu, a Surfin Pikachu to be specific, and you gain double experience. This event is running uh, at a very specific time on January 20th in North America and Greenland. Uh, you can do this from 11 a.m. Uh, to 2 p.m. Pacific time. So get out there, get your surfing Pikachu. Also, uh, because we've had the release of Gen 3 Pokemon uh, in Pokemon Go, we've been seeing those legendaries show up. And just earlier today, they announced that Kyogre has been confirmed. It has started appearing in raid battles across the globe and will run until February 14th of 2018. So, because of that particular date range, my head canon is now that Kyogre's just super sad that he doesn't have a Valentine's date, and so he's just <laughs> rampaging across the world looking looking for a sweetie. He's looking for a love disc. <laughs> That's a very terrible image. <laughs> That's all I could think of. It's a freaking Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Messer Engine, for giving us the rundown on what's going on on Pokemon Go. Um, we do have one last piece of Pokemon community news, and this is a weird one. Frankly, uh, we got a crazy, weird, awesome treat today when Nintendo announced the release, the release date, the exclusive Amiibo, and the first English trailer for the meme-tastic anticipated Pokemon side title, Detective Pikachu. Now, the trailer, it, well, it just, just, just fucking watch it. Just, just go, pause the podcast right now. Go watch the English trailer for Detective Pikachu. Uh, it is so ridiculous and amazing. Uh, the only way that it could possibly be better or more ridiculous would be if the internet had gotten their way and Danny DeVito was doing the voice for Detective Pikachu. During the trailer, you can see where they find a clue. And if you look really closely, it says ketchup stain. And, like, all I can think of is Pikachu's over there. He's like, hey, kid, there's a ketchup stain over here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just ridiculous shit like that. It's, it reminds me, from the little bit that we've seen, it reminds me more than anything of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series for for DS. And that's, that's a very good comparison for me because those (laughs) games were so ridiculous and fun. And like, it seems like this game is both taking itself way too seriously and also not taking itself seriously at all at the same time in just like the perfect balance, I guess. And I just, I love it. I love everything that we've seen of it. It's just, it's so ridiculous that this Pikachu 
is just like walking around taking himself super serious as like this Dick Tracy style super like grizzled gumshoe and he's like grumbling over his his morning cup of joe and accusing this little kid of being kind of racist for thinking all Pikachus look the same it's just it's the best I feel like that's a title that we have to do a playthrough that Splashburn Radio reacts to and like we're just all on the stream commentating this playthrough I agree yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, fucking Detective Pikachu. I can't believe that, that it's getting a movie, too. Like, that's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so... So far, what we know of the story of this title is that a small boy is joining the hard-boiled Detective Pikachu as they solve crimes in a very strange and different Pokemon world, and they're also searching for the boy's missing father. Uh, It was announced that the Detective Pikachu amiibo will have exclusive functionality within the game. Um, Specifically, it will unlock hints through videos to aid in your investigations. It will also allow players to view all the Pikachu prompts from chapters they have completed including ones that they missed finding earlier which i'm sure is a sentence that will make sense once we have played the fucking game the north american release date for detective pikachu is scheduled for march 23rd of this year and seriously please just go watch the fucking trailer it is a trip and a half yeah it's amazing to me that this game is coming out that's having a movie made like Pokemon's been around forever, and it's such been such a big franchise. I can't believe we haven't had like a live action Pokemon movie up until now. And when they do it, they're doing Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I'm in love with the sarcastic Pikachu. It's great. Are, are they doubling down on the Who Framed Roger Rabbit crowd? it it feels like it and i love it frankly (laughs) all right guys well that was our pokemon news thank you so much for bearing with me i know there was a ton of it but all of that was really cool shit and we didn't want to leave any of it out and leave you guys out of any of that stuff um so let's go ahead and leave the wider community behind and zero in focus down on our community on our streams on our content um so this week in the blast burn radio nuzlocke world tour it was the second week of the canto post game of our generation two nuzlocke journey uh, now once again as last week the entirety of the canto region was open to our competitors with the only stipulation being that they conquer at least two well not at least that they conquer exactly two canto gems uh, achieve the week's level limit of 52 and complete their gameplay on time on the short streaming week we had available now as always messer engine was the first of us up to stream so mess buddy how was your gameplay this week oh man jolly this week was terra amazing amazable i i don't know some combination of amazing and terrible so it's gonna sound awful but my primary concern coming into this week was i don't have enough time because we all have to get our shit done by friday so as you folks know if you watch us every week, Jolly usually streams on Friday, and I stream on Sunday and have a much longer period to play as a result. So we had kind of agreed before uh, Sunday and Monday rolled around that I was going to try to get all of my gameplay done as much as possible in one night so that Jolly could stream on Monday. Uh, so my only thought going into stream on Sunday was, 
how do I get everything done in the least amount of time? And that was going to determine who we were going to do for gym leaders, because if we wanted to have a reduction in time, that meant we couldn't go running to Pewter City and go to friggin' Cinnabar Island and have this grand adventure. No, we weren't going to do any of that, which meant we needed to stay close to where we had been playing. So we started off the stream going to deal with Erica, which for the most part wasn't really an issue. Uh, surprisingly, it was her Blossom that was absolutely terrifying in every way. It was really, really bad. The sunny day came out and it was just solar beam central and nobody died. It was fine. But there were a couple moments there when I was like, this is really shitty. Thankfully, once sunny day was over, she didn't decide to reapply that shit and just pedal danced and hit Murtry for a little bit of damage. And then he was like, huh, you're a flower and then killed it because that's what Murtry does. He says, you're a flower and then murders it. So with Erica out of the way in the first like 20 minutes of the stream, we're feeling pretty good. And we decided that we were going to go deal with Sabrina. Sabrina sucks. I have PTSD about Alakazam's spoons and water Pokemon. All things that would have to happen this week if we were going to deal with that. Because I still have a water starter. In fact, I also have a Kingdra who also happens to be a water type. So we were going to take zero risks to get our 50 points. So we decided we were going to go power level a Murkrow. Because we got one. We named him Carlos. And we were like, we're just going to take him in. It'll be fine. He can't get hit by that powerful, powerful psychic uh, moves. So we went and we went grinding and it was crazy. And we got Carlos way up in level from like 17 to like 48. And we went to go deal with the gym. Now, by the time I was headed to deal with the gym on Sunday, it was almost 11 o'clock. And I had promised everybody who was in the stream that we were going to do Sabrina at the end of the night. So I was rushing to get there and get it done. And I was also very tired. So I'm like running through the gym, just flying away on Murkrow because I can't use any of its dark moves. And that's fine for like most of the gym. It's totally all right. Jolly's in the stream. He's shooting the shit uh, with Penguin Mage and a couple other folks. And I'm barely paying attention. I'm watching the chat and having a good time. And I hear the sound, the super effective hit sound. And I look over like in total dread and some fucking little piss in of a trainer had an execute and threw it out and I flew at it and I hit it. And we were doing the gym on hard mode because we need those sweet, sweet points. So guess who got zero points for that gym? This guy. It was awful. The look on my face on the stream when it happens is horrifying. I just, the realization that I threw away 50 points that I just spent a better part of two hours grinding a Murkrow for. And I was still locked into the hard mode of the gym because that's the way that works. So I couldn't just go down there and be like, oh, faint attack to Sabrina all day long. Had to do the rest of the gym for no points on hard. And it was absolutely devastating. Everything is so close and terrible. I was like, ugh. So we went. We did our best not to go on tilt. Um, we dealt with the Espeon, which was kind of scary. The Espeon was really the only Pokemon that really worried us in Sabrina's little group of Pokemon because it had non-psychic moves. Mr. Mime and 
Alakazam only had psychic moves for offense. So they were no threat. But Murkrow did get a little roughed up when we were fighting with Espeon. And we had to fight with Mr. Mime. And that Mr. Mime is basically a barrier machine. It just sets up barriers and then baton passes. And then started the 20-minute war in which I fly and Alakazam recovers. And I fly and Alakazam recovers. I ran it out of recover, PP. 16 recovers. But the scary thing is that Alakazam ran me out of non-super effective offensive moves. So I ended up having to switch into other Pokemon and deal with the deadly, deadly Psychic from that Alakazam with no healing allowed. Uh, We did get through it okay. It did fuck up Kamal pretty badly. We threw him out there to paralyze it, which it just more or less ignored completely, which was a bummer. Uh, But we got her down. We got zero points for it. really demoralized. And... When we were grinding up the rest of the team in Victory Road, something like absolutely incredible happened. I can't, this is what makes the week amazing. I have wanted a Teddy Ursa for most of this run. In fact, I did a lot of grinding over by Blackthorn City when we were getting ready for the Elite Four because there are Teddy Ursas over there and there's a chance that I could get one if it was a shiny. And I never saw one and it was a bummer, but it was whatever. And earlier in the night, Pegasus, who writes into us regularly, had mentioned that I wanted a bear. And I was like, well, there's a bunch of places in Kanto I could go get one. But it's kind of late in the series. And, you know, we're just trying to finish things up. A shiny fucking bear appeared. Just out of nowhere. It was like, poof, I'm booger green, but I'm awesome. And I was so stunned because, again, I'm just grinding and Victory Road takes forever. I'm talking with the chat and looking over and then out of the corner of my eye, I probably almost killed it because I'm literally just hitting murder, 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 murder on speed up. And I look over and I'm like, that's not brown. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like asking the chat to verify because I didn't see the shiny thing like come through. And I'm like, that that's a shiny Ursa ring, isn't it? And everyone's like, yep. So... We almost didn't catch it. It was really hard. Most of our stuff was so high, it was in a murder in one hit. So we actually had to use Carlos to do it, which was scary because Ursa Ring hits really hard. But we did catch him. Uh, Her, actually. Shiny, shiny bear. And we named her Bobby. And she is great and wonderful. And I will love her forever. That also meant that our attempts to get through the week with, uh, with minimal time investment was completely fucked. Because we now had to level a shiny bear from like level 30 to level 52. So Monday night, we actually did a bunch of that. And while we were doing it, we encountered some legendaries. Raiko appeared, which was amazing because he was not in my Pokedex, which was a problem. And Bobby almost killed him in one hit. She knocked him down to like 20% health and then he ran away. And when we thought we were going to go finish him off because he was in a patch of grass, like, not too far away, uh, Entei showed up, and I was like, Bobby, kill that thing. And it did, in one hit. Legendary dog, my ass. We then proceeded to hunt down dogs for about 20 minutes and finish them all off. I had seen Suicune earlier in the series, and Jules had put a Harden on it. So with both of them at, like, 30% or less... We just found them on the map because we had them in the Pokedex and knocked them out for a sweet additional 120 points. Kind of made up a little bit for the loss on the gym. I mean, that's it's still really sucky, and I'm really angry at myself. But we got a shiny bear, 
and we killed a bunch of legendaries. And now we're not quite so far away from the lead as we were, which is makes me feel a lot better <laughs> than I did coming into this week. So that that was the week. We uh, actually had to gamble like crazy because we, we made a sub on our team. We brought Casimir back onto the team to deal with some of the normal stab and the boosted normal on Jolly's team uh, from that belly drum and that curse. Uh, so, yeah, we have a ghost back deck who we also had to level this week. Uh, but we had to uh, do some gambling. I ended up not getting Thunder for Gengar. I got Blizzard instead and gave it to Holden. Um, and other important point of note, Bobby knows Snore. I actually decided not to learn it and then decided against it and had to go feed a cow a lot of berries. And, the, I mean, the cow was happy, so I guess that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my week. It was a crazy week. It was terrible. It was amazing. I have a bear. I'm in love with the bear. And that that's it. And then Jolly played and made us all look bad. Okay, so we've just discovered the name of this episode because this episode is going to be called I'm in love with a bear. Um, so thank you for that. That's <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh, <coughs> God, God damn it, mess. You should have seen your fucking face when you realized that what you had done in Sabrina's gym. Like it was, you know, you, you've, you've talked at great lengths multiple times about the face that Rohane made when his Pikachu died, where his eyes just practically bugged out of his head. If anything, the existential dread that crept across your face as you just went in real time from, Hey, this is really fun to, Oh God, what? Oh God, what have I done? Oh Jesus fucking Christ! What did I just do? It, it was it was glorious. <laughs> and you know what the sad thing is? Is like when that was happening, it was all math. Like I was tired, but all the numbers from the point spreadsheet just ran like compiled in my brain with that big goose egg in there, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I am the worst trainer ever. The worst uh. there ever was." Well, Mess, if it makes you feel any better, buddy, I almost did the same thing, and we'll talk about that. So, okay, thank you, Mess. Um, I, of course, did play second this week, and as Mess had kind of alluded to, um, I was supposed to stream on Sunday, and I want to apologize to you guys out there listening, because I'm sure some of you were expecting to tune in and watch me stream on Monday, and that just didn't wind up happening this week. So thank you guys for your patience, and for being really awesome, and not throwing a fit that I canceled my stream at the last minute, and for being really awesome and hanging out with Mess in his stream where he killed a bunch of fucking dogs. So good for you. Like, you guys are awesome. Thank you for continuing to be awesome for us. So I did come in to stream on Tuesday and my goal on Tuesday, as, as Mess has already stated on his stream, his goal was, was just to get through it quickly because again, short week, I already didn't stream on Monday. So I really needed to complete my gameplay on Tuesday and I figured I could do so as long as I was strategic about it. So my goals coming into the week were a little haphazard. And you can see that if you were on stream or if you go back and watch the stream. Because I started out talking about how the healthy point lead I had accrued was going to allow me to take the easy road on some of these gems and not worry so much. But then almost as soon as those words were out of my mouth, I got to thinking about it. And I said, you know what? Messer Engine just killed a whole bunch of fucking dogs. He got really lucky and didn't have to run around chasing those dogs. I am not going to get nearly that lucky. 
I don't want to chase fucking dogs. And so that has become the goal, is to take that large point lead that I accrued last week and translate that into not having to chase fucking dogs all over the Johto region. I do not want to do it. I do not intend to do it. I am going to win without chasing those stupid fucking dogs. So that's the goal, guys. So we did wind up doing our gyms in hard mode in the name of not having to chase fucking dogs. So we went into this week and we decided to do a little bit of exploration, take a different path to get where we were going. Um, So we went... Uh, back to the middle of the region, back to Saffron City, and headed east to Lavender Town. We poked our nose around in Lavender a little bit. Um, we picked up the expansion card for our radio and our Poke gear, and we headed north and just poked our head into Rock Tunnel. We didn't explore the Rock Tunnel. There's not really a whole lot of worth inside there in the Kanto post game, if I'm being honest. But we did pick up our encounter there. We ran into a Cubone. Uh, Columbia failed to put that Cubone to sleep twice, and it ran the fuck away. So wah 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 wah. No rock tunnel encounter for jolly but that's okay considering how lucky my encounters were last week i really can't complain at this point um from there we did head to the south across all the rickety bridges and docks uh we picked up our super rod we fought the snorlax to the east of uh what is it vermilion city is that is that the place where surge is yeah 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 yeah. the snorlax in front of diglett's cave um we thiefed away its lefties and beat its ass uh, which is terrifying by the way because that snorlax hits like a fucking monster truck but i was just like no i'm not running away like a bitch i'm gonna fight him and so i did i i stood and fought him and i took his snacks away so now we have many yummy snacks nom 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 Um, we picked up our Diglett inside of Diglett's cave. So if we decide to, for whatever reason, we can run a Diglett for the lulls. Uh, we also got a Magnemite on, I believe that's route 11 there, right to the east of Vermilion City, which is kind of hype actually. Like, I don't know that I'll use him, but Magneton's a really cool Pokemon. Um, and so I like having that option in the PC in case things go sideways in the next week or two. We went south through all of the crazy, windy routes, including the one with all the switchback fucking fences that I want whoever designed it to die in a terrible fucking fire after watching everyone he loves be, you know, killed by murder clowns. Um, Just seriously, fuck that guy. Who does that? Who does that to children? Um, (laughs) We went through. Those are the routes that have a very low chance for a Chansey. We didn't get any of our encounters on them because we didn't have Nixon, our cut slave, with us. And I wasn't coming back for it tonight. So we just kept on moving. So those encounters are still on the table. We'll probably come back for them this week to see if we happen to luck into a Chansey. Finally, we made it to Fuchsia City, which was our first stop of the evening for our gym battles. We decided we were going to take on Janine in what was formerly Koga's gym in Fuchsia. So yeah, we went in there and the goal for Janine's gym was to lead with Salty, our good, good Houndoom, and just burn everything to death in righteous righteous fire and really it was mostly easy peasy mission accomplished um when we got to janine we set up the sun and we started fire blasting the only thing that was hairy is janine does run both a venomoth and an ariados and i almost clicked fire blast on both of them and that would have been just as bad as when messer engine clicked fly on the eggs 
Thankfully, I did not. I clicked Faint Attack instead, which is not super effective, and we were able to flawlessly sweep Janine for our 50 good, good points on the week. Um, at that point, we decided for our second gym on the night to actually head back to Vermilion City and take on Lieutenant Surge. I had been saving Surge... Mostly because of the death of Gimlet. Without a ground type on the team, I was legitimately concerned, even over leveling Surge, that some of his very, very powerful electric type Pokemon were still going to be a little bit overwhelming, particularly if things like crits and paralysis started to rack up. Okay, electric is a really scary type if you don't have a ground type. Um, we did, we do have a Don fan and a Diglett in the PC, so I could have leveled one just for Surge. I didn't really want to level a Pokemon just for Surge. But I figured that with the strength of the team that we've accumulated, it should be a very attainable goal. So we went into Lieutenant Surge's gym. We, as always, led with Columbia. We put his leading Pokemon to sleep, hit it up with some Leech Seeds, and we switched into Sazerac, that good, good Porygon 2, and started cursing up. Um, we got three or four curses up and then just proceeded to Raffle Stomp Surge's entire team with Return. Um, again, his Pokemon did hit pretty reasonably hard with their good electric stab moves but Sazerac's a beast and has great special defense and it just wound up not really even being a problem and yeah we were able to attain all 100 of our points on the week with virtually no issue whatsoever at that point it was just a matter of mopping up uh the our last little bit of leveling grinding our team to this week's cap of level 52 I do want to point out that I did do a little bit of light item shuffling on my Pokemon today when I went to load them into Pokemon Showdown for our PvP Showdown for the evening. Uh, so no movesets, nothing like that were altered, but I did shuffle the order of a couple of held items. Hmm, I guess that's your week. Yeah, no, that that is absolutely my week. It was very short and sweet. Actually, I was expecting to be streaming a little late, and it wound up ending a little early, so I apologize for that. I probably wouldn't have sped up my grind if I had realized how fast it was going to go. But, you know, them's the breaks. Um, that was my week in gameplay, but of course I was not the last one to stream. That doesn't tell us anything about how our good friend Celeste did. Uh, so, Celeste, how was your gameplay this week? Well, this week started out pretty smooth. I went south pretty early on in the stream on Wednesday to fight Janine. I led with my Steelix, and Steelix kind of made Janine also, for lack of better words, a joke. It was not easy. It was not hard. It did get a little hairier than I thought because the first Pokemon she threw out threw out a Screech, knocking Sabin's uh, defense down. And the two Weezings instantly exploded, and the second one took him down a little farther than I would have liked, but he lived. So it wasn't that bad. Had it crit, then it might have been a different story. After that, I decided to go chase after dogs, because I had heard Mezzer Engine had gotten all three dogs in one night somehow. And I spent the a good like two and a half hours chasing after the dogs with nothing. I eventually paralyzed them, thinking that the paralyzed would work. And it didn't, because I threw out a Cubone, expecting the dog to be paralyzed when I found it. And it wasn't, and it ran away from Cubone, and it was just a giant waste of time. And so I went and caught my some of my encounters for the week. I ended up catching a Grimer, a Meowth, a Murkrow. I duped out on Route 18, and then tried for a Hound Hour just for the, you know, it's a Hound Hour, why not? on Route 7, but I caught a Clefairy instead, which was a 5% chance, and I, I guess I can't complain about that because it's a 5% chance. 
but it also appears in other routes, so it was kind of sad because I could have done that. So after that, I went back to dogs. I had pulled out my Alakazam, and I spent a lot more time trying to find the dogs. I believe Raikou appeared, and I went to attack and clicked recover instead. And it was just a funny moment, and I was tilted at that point. But I continued chasing those dogs for hours on end, and I was about to give up at like 11, and I finally managed to kill a dog at like 11.30, and I just used that momentum to kill the other dog, and then I went and fought Suicune with Sian, with, um, and Sian made Suicune just die. It was paralysis, thunder, and then dead. So that was Wednesday night. After Wednesday night, I decided to level up some to prepare for Sabrina. After getting everything to level 51, I went and took on... Actually, before I leveled up, I went and took on her peons. After beating her peons, I went and leveled up to 51. I wasn't going to take any chances. I didn't want to over-level, but I didn't want to be under-level either. So at level 51, I go in to fight Sabrina with Sian leading. Sian's got good special defense. I think he's like 130-something. I didn't think that that Espeon was going to be an issue. I was very wrong. Sian takes a big hit from Psychic, the first move, knocks him down to 90-something health. And instead of predicting a crit, I decided to try to use agility so I could swap out the next turn. And he takes a crit and died. And I'm really upset about it. I'm still upset. I was using him in conjunction with my Cuba or my Marowak, and now my Marowak lacks lacks a partner, and it's going to be... Interesting to see how he plays out on my team now. After that Espeon, though, Mr. Mime wasn't too hard. I just threw out my Steelix and Earthquaked it to death and then did the same with Alakazam. So I did net myself 50 points from each gym, minus 20 for losing my good Jolteon the week after I decided to use it. <laughs> and with the dogs, it puts me in a good point location, but ugh. Just not fun. So I had to figure out what I'm going to use for my team this week. I decided to go catch one more encounter, and I went and caught a Skiploom. I didn't want to use this because Jolly's running Columbia, and I'm basically just copying Columbia at the moment. But I needed a status setter. And so I am running Carbuncle the Jump Bluff. I switched in Altros for Maria to see if I could do something different. And I also pulled out Sabin for Elaine, my Alakazam, just to try to switch things up, because last week didn't go too well versus Jolly. And so that was my week. We'll see how it plays out. You know, you know, Celeste, I, I can't hardly even express to you how much watching you run around Johto for, I think it was like five, five and a half hours chasing after those dogs and just misclicking moves or again leading with something that's way slower than them. Because you were expecting the status. It wasn't there. Like, I understand the logic, but still like leading with a Marowak and having it just outspeed and run away. Like, I was hearing Benny Hill music in my head the entire time. <laughs> like, it was do 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 I was literally getting a migraine at that point. I was about ready just to call it a night. I'm glad I didn't. This is exactly why I refuse to chase those fucking dogs around. Yeah, I, uh, when you told me you spent like five hours doing it, I was like, what? I got it in like 30 minutes. 
So, I'm really sorry you had to run around Johto forever, Celeste. Eh, it was partially my tactics. I was trying to stay in the same area and see if I can get them to move towards me. Once I decided to fly and just predict where they were moving, it went a little faster. Ah, uh, well, um... <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sorry that that didn't go as well for you as it could have, Celeste. But all things considered, I still don't think you had too awful bad of a week this week. No, it's sad, but it happens in Nuzlocke. All right, well, we, we came really close, but unfortunately, this is not our first week in a long time without a death. We did lose one this week in the process of getting through uh, our Kanto gem encounters. So, Celeste, do you want to take a minute? Do you want to say a few words for your, your dearly departed scion? Yeah, Cyan, I was dumb. That's all there is to it. I should have done the math. You got hit for almost a third of your health, if not a third. At that point, I should have pulled you out. I should have predicted a crit, because if there's a crit that can kill something, it's going to happen in his luck. So, completely my fault. And now you're dead, and there's no way to return you, and I'm really upset and sad, and sorry to see you go. There's not much else I can say. It just sucks. Who's your spiky boy? Yep. I'm very sorry that you suffered that loss. I am not sorry that I don't have to spend the remainder of the series facing another fucking Jolteon. <laughs> I really like the Eevee line, too. I mean, Vaporeon's better, but I like them all. Wah, wah, wah. All right, guys. Well, that was our weekend gameplay. Now let's check in with the community that's playing along at home with us. Uh, this week did bring yet another status report from friend of the show and community moderator, Pegasus League Live. Uh, Celeste, would you like to read our message from Pegasus this week? Sure. This is my week eight status report. I did it. I fucking did it. A week with zero deaths. I beat Misty and Janine without taking any damage and then grinded to the level cap without a problem. There really isn't much else to talk about. I kicked this week's ass and that's all there is to it. Pokemon Alive in the Box, 9. Week 8 deaths, none. Feels so good to type that. Total deaths, 13. Team, Mustang the Typhlosion, level 52. Hohenheim the Alakazam, level 52. Armstrong the Golem, level 52. Nina the Quagsire, level 52. Sloth the Machamp, level 52. And Julia the Tentacruel, level 52. Awesome. Thanks, Celeste, and thank you, Pegasus. I'm really glad that you had a good week, dude. I know that uh, those have been few and far between for you this series, and I know that you were really frustrated and, and salty last week uh, with your last-minute deaths. So I hope that you're turning a corner headed into the final stretch of your run, and it's going to go better for you moving forward. Oh, yeah. Pegasus sent us something on Twitter, too, which was really cool. We got to see it tonight before we started recording, where he, he sent us a graphic that honors... The Machamps of our run. So, Murtry, uh, the ghostly Four Loco, uh, and his own Machamp Sloth. It was really cool, and thank you very much for sending that in, sir. I'm at the run one at some point. <laughs> all, all Machamps go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Now, if you are a proud member of the Blastburn Nation and you are playing along with us at home, um, or if you want to play along with us at home when we start our next game series for gold, or not for gold, silver crystal, that's what we're playing right now. I am good at Pokemon. Um, for when we start um, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald here in just a couple of weeks, you know, that's going to be a really good time uh, to jump in if that sounds interesting to you. We definitely want to hear about your run, about your playthrough. Uh, be sure to get at us through email or through social media or through the Blastburn Radio Community Discord and let us know all about how your Nuzlocke run is going. So everyone who's a part of the Blastburn Nation, who's a part of our great community, can experience the highs and the lows of your run right along with you. 
All right, guys. Well, we have we have played our gameplay. We have chased those stupid fucking dogs. Well, you guys have chased those stupid fucking dogs. I will not. But <laughs> all the dogs that are dying are now dead, and it is time um, for us to put the the cap, the cornerstone on our week of gameplay. It is time for us to meet in our PvP showdown. Uh, now, coming into tonight's PvP, we are neck and neck in points, with fewer than fifty points between our leader and our underdog for the first time in the history of the podcast past you know week one um i jolly by nature retained the top spot in points earned by strong performances in pvp in recent weeks i come into tonight with 1235 points uh, messer engine has narrowed the gap with his charmed week and his fancy shiny bear uh special bears easy dogs all the good things for messer engine uh coming into tonight in a very close second place with 1,220 points uh, and Celeste remains in third place though only by a hair with 1,195 points earned through hard hours of desperately chasing legendary beasts around the Johto region. Now as always last week's winner must defend first and that was me last week uh, so I am up to battle for my first match of the evening I will challenge you Celeste Alright let's do it Okay, well, here we go. All right, folks, we are here for the showdown. First up, as mentioned, is going to be Celeste Lost versus BBR Jolly. Jolly is leading with that good, good, slow bro Bumbo. And Celeste is bringing a new addition to the team this week, Ultros, her tentacruel. Are you two folks ready to battle? I am. I was born ready. I don't believe you went there. Minus 50 DKP. Ah. You may begin. So, the match starts with Ultros dropping some Super Sonic, which is really hard to get to hit, and it did. Bumbo is confused and punched himself in the face. Celestin switches out into Carbuncle, her jump pluff, while Bumbo tries to zap cannon, and it misses, unlike last week, where zap cannon hit all the time. A sleep powder from Carbuncle puts Bumbo to sleep, but Bumbo eats that mint berry, wakes up, and fire blasts, bringing Carbuncle down to 38%. A mist sleep powder caused Bumbo not to take another nap, but it is returned by a mist fire blast, so that turn was a wash. Jumpluff sleeps again, sleep powders again, and Bumbo is taking a nap and is asleep on its turn. Carbuncle uses synthesis to heal itself up and is at 88%. Out comes the Johto special, that leech seed, and Bumbo takes leech seed damage coming down to 80%. Celeste switches in Elaine, the Alakazam, while Bumbo re continues to nap, that lazy boy. And Jolly goes ahead and switches him out into Salty, that Houndoom, to counter Alakazam, but it switches in to a Thunder Punch, coming down to 75%. Celeste switches into Ultros, while Salty uses Crunch, uh, brings Ultros down to 75%. Jolly switches into Mojito, who comes into an attract, but it does not stick, because they are both male Pokemon. 
In the next round, Ultros uses Sludge Bomb, bringing Mojito down to 45%. Uh, Mojito uses Earthquake, bringing Ultros down to 24%. Uh, and Mojito ends up healing from his leftovers to 52%. Sorry, lots of percents there, folks. Jolly switches back into Bumbo, uh, who is still sleeping, and takes a Sludge Bomb on the switch in, and is now down to 46%. Another Sludge Bomb from Ultros brings Bumbo down to 25%. He's still sleeping, has been recovering a little with leftovers over time. Uh, next round, another Sludge Bomb brings Bumbo down to 3%, and he's still sleeping. That is a sleepy slow bro. Jolly switches into Sazerac the Porygon and switches into a Sludge Bomb and is brought down to 71%. Carbuncle comes back out for Celeste while Sazerac curses. Sleep Powder misses, and Sazerac uses Blizzard, which is quad effective against Carbuncle the Jump Bluff, and Jump Bluff is down. Out comes Odin for Celeste the Lost, that powerful Marowak with that good, good bone uh, that she hunted for. The Bonerang brings Sazerac down to 21%, even with Curse Up, but it uses Recover and comes up to 71% anyways. Another Bonerang is thrown, but it misses, and Sazerac uses Recover, getting back up to 100%. A lot of thought going on. A Curse from Odin now brings his own defense and attack up, but Sazerac uses Return, that good stab return, and gets a critical hit, bringing Odin down to 28%. Another return from Sazerac drops Odin to 0%. Out comes Rachel, uh, the Pidgeot, that shiny Pidgeot for Celeste, and it drops Toxic onto Sazerac, definitely limiting its timeline, uh, while Sazerac curses up and is now at 2 times defense stage and 2 times attack stage. Rachel go ahead, goes ahead and uses Return, bringing Sazerac down to 75%, with Toxic bringing it down to 63%, but it goes ahead and returns as well, bringing Rachel down to 29%. A critical hit from Rachel using Return drops Sazerac despite the buffs because it goes right through it. That was unbelievable, folks. Who will Jolly bring out to deal with that shiny critting bird? It's going to be Columbia. Columbia out at 100%. Rachel is at 35%. Now, Columbia fails to get the sleep powder off. It is dropped to 49% when Rachel wing attacks. Rachel is now sleeping, though. Columbia did get the sleep powder off this time. Jolly switches back into Bumbo, who is also napping. And we are having a nap war. Now, Rachel is gaining health back with leftovers each turn. And it wakes up on this round and quick attacks Bumbo into the grave. Columbia comes back out uh, for Jolly and puts Rachel back to sleep. The, the leech seed comes out, but it fails to hit. Rachel wakes up again. That bird will not be slept and wing attacks jump off down to the grave. Salty comes back out, that Houndoom coming to face the mighty Rachel. It is also now uh, afflicted with Toxic, but Salty uses that Sunny Day, increasing the power of fire moves. Celeste uses, or Celeste has Rachel use Return, bringing Salty down to 13%, but 
but the sunny day fire blast is enough to drop Rachel. Now, Celeste brings out Ultros, who, remember, whose water moves will be reduced by sunny day, but it is still a really good counter uh, to Salty. A fire blast hits Ultros. It is resisted, bringing it down to 20%, but Ultros is burned in the process. Uh, after the damage status effect, Salty is at 1%, is attracted, uh, and Ultros is at 14% and still burned. Mojito comes out for Jolly to face Ultros. <laughs> Ultros gets off a supersonic, confuses Mojito. Mojito hits itself in the face, uh, and Ultros is healing... Not healing, it's still burned. It's down to 2%. Uh, Mojito is at 32% and puts up a light screen. A sludge bomb brings Mojito down to 3% because it's super effective, and the burn finishes it off. Out comes Locke, the uh, Typhlosion, who's been really clutch for Celeste in the last few weeks. Uh, it's staring down the barrel of an angry Meganium uh, at 9% with a light screen up. Okay, that's a bullshit Generation 2 mechanic. Why didn't I get my turn? Because the burn killed Ultros. That's some bullshit. Wah, wah. Mm. A quick attack from Locke does finish Mojito off because that light screen does not protect it from physical attacks. Out comes Jolly's Last Hope, Moscow, the Polytoad, with Belly Drum, uh, gets hit on the switch in with a Thunder Punch. It's dropped to 83%, but gets paralyzed. It goes ahead and surfs and drops Typhlosion in one hit. That is a deadly damn Polytoad. But Elaine comes out that Alakazam for Celeste. It uses Psychic, but the light screen is still up. Uh, Moscow gets afflicted with a minus special defense. The light screen falls, and now it is paralyzed, minus special defense at 77%, and takes a critical hit thunder punch from Alakazam. The winner is Celeste the Lost. Congratulations. Good game, Celeste. Good game. I got some really bullshit luck there, but holy crap, that was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I was using Synthesis on the turn that Ultros died. I don't understand why my non-offensive move did not go out because my opponent went down. That's horseshit, frankly. <laughs> it's not your fault you didn't make it be horseshit, but it is still horseshit. Yeah. Ah, well, I, I guess that's just, that's early 2000s video games for you. What are you going to do? But that's, that is that. And as always, the loser gives up the stick and that's going to be me. So that means that our next match is going to be Celeste versus Messer Engine. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So in our gold corner, we do, of course, have Messer Engine leading out with his starter, Holden, that good, good for alligator. Uh, in the, the Periwinkle corner, the... The sky blue corner, the crystal corner, uh, we do have Celeste Lost leading out with her big, strong Marowak, her Odin. Uh, folks, are you ready? I am. Yes. All right, you may begin. Okay, and Holden does outspeed, of course, and leads out directly with that good, strong Surf, dealing 83% of Odin's health, leaving him in the red with 17%. Uh, Odin does hit back, however, with that Boomerang, hitting very hard for 28 and 34% respectively with the two hits, leaving Holden in the yellow with 38% health. Holden goes back to the Surf, and down goes Odin. And Celeste bringing out Elaine to face the big, strong for alligator. Her 
very new, very strong Alakazam. And Elaine, of course, outspeeds and goes for the Thunder Punch, which is super effective against the Water-type Holden, dealing 38% and bringing down the Feraligator. Messer Engine brings out Kamal, his Ampharos, to face the Alakazam. And Elaine does outspeed and goes for Psychic, dealing a huge chunk of damage to Kamal, 41%, although that sheep is deceptively bulky. Uh, Kamal hits back with the Thunder Wave, and Elaine is now paralyzed. And with Elaine's speed halved by Paralysis, Kamal does outspeed and go first, hitting with Thunder Punch for 43% of the Alakazam's health. Elaine hits back with Psychic for another 43%. Uh, Kamal is in the red at 16% health. And Kamal goes back for the Thunder Punch, and this time it is a crit, and that is enough to bring the Alakazam down. And Celeste brings in Rachel, her shiny Pidgeot, to replace... And Kamal comes out in favor of Casimir, Messer Engine's Gengar, which is an excellent predicted swap. Rachel goes for the return, which does not affect the ghost-type Casimir. Casimir goes for the Ice Punch, which is super effective on Rachel, dealing 59% damage. Celeste has Rachel go for Toxic, which of course is not effective on the Poison-type Casimir. It has no effect. Uh, Rachel does recover with Leftovers. And Rachel comes out in favor of Ultros, the Tentacruel. Uh, Ultros does eat an Ice Punch on the Switch for very little damage and then has Leftovers Recovery. So Ultros is still at 96% health. Casimir goes for Hypnosis, which misses Ultros. Uh, Ultros hits back with the Supersonic, which does hit, and Casimir is confused. Uh, once again, Ultros eats a little snack and is now at full health. And Casimir hits itself in confusion. Ultros hits with the Surf for 43%. Casimir is in the yellow at 44% and is confused. And Casimir does get the Giga Drain off, dealing 16% damage to Ultros and healing a little bit. Uh, Ultros, however, hits back once again with the Surf for 40%. Casimir is in the red with 13% health and confused. Ultros, after leftovers to recovery, is back up to 90% health. And Casimir comes out in favor of Burton the Kingdra. Burton does eat a Surf on the Switch, which only deals 8% health. It is, of course, a quad-resisted move. And Ultros goes back to the Supersonic, which does land. Burton is confused. Burton does hit through Confusion with Dragon Breath for 20% of Ultros' health. After lefties, that brings Ultros to 82%. Ultros goes for the Sludge Bomb, which is a neutral hit, deals 31% of uh, the Kingdra Burton's health. Burton hits back through Confusion with Dragon Breath for 19% on Ultros. The Poison lands from the Sludge Bomb, um, so Burton is also poisoned. Ultros goes back to the Sludge Bomb for 29%. However, Burton snaps out of Confusion and uses Rest, healing off all of the damage that he's taken. After Leftovers Recovery, Ultros is back up to 75%. So not exactly a speedy battle here, folks. This is going to be a war of attrition. Ultros goes back to the Supersonic and once again hits... That Supersonic refuses to miss for Ultros. Burton does move through it and use a Sleep Talk. However, Sleep Talk draws rest. As Burton has taken no damage, that rest does nothing. Um, Ultros goes back to the Sludge Bomb for 28% damage on the Sleeping Burton. Uh, Burton fights through Confusion to use Sleep Talk, which draws Dragon Breath, dealing 19% damage to Ultros. 
Ultros goes back to Sledge Bomb for 29%. Uh, Burton wakes up and uses Rest again. So it is asleep and confused and at full health. Ultros is back to 75%. Ultros goes back to the Sledge Bomb for 32 And Burton hits itself in confusion in its sleep. Is at 56% health. Ultros goes back to Sledge Bomb for 28%. Uh, Burton is no longer confused, uses Sleep Talk, gets Dragon Breath, which deals 18%, and finally lands the Paralyze on Ultros. So Ultros is at 70% and Paralyzed. Burton is at 28%, was asleep, but did wake up, used Rest again, back at full health. Ultros used Sludge Bomb for 28%. So Burton sleeping for the next two turns, 72%. Ultros is paralyzed at 76 Burton uses Sleep Talk, gets off a Dragon Breath for 19%. Ultros uses Supersonic and finally misses. Burton goes back to Sleep Talk. Once again, it is Dragon's Breath. Ultros uses Supersonic and misses again. Ultros is at 49%. It looks like the Tinnacruel is finally starting to slowly lose that War of Attrition. Burton wakes up and uses Dragon's Breath for 17%. Ultros is fully paralyzed. Burton uses Dragon Breath again for 19%. Ultros misses with Supersonic. So Burton is at 72% and awake. Ultros is at 25% and is paralyzed. Burton goes back to the Dragon Breath, dealing 19%, and Ultros is fully paralyzed. After Leftovers Recovery, Ultros is left in the red with 12% health. And Burton goes back to Dragon Breath, and finally, the Tentacruel is brought down. Celeste bringing in Carbuncle, her jump bluff. Carbuncle goes right for the Leech Seed, uh, which does land. Uh, Burton goes for the Dragon Breath, which does land for 19% damage on Carbuncle and paralyzes it. However, Carbuncle was holding a paralyzed Cure Berry, which cures it. Uh, Burton is at 60% and seated. Carbuncle is back up to 92%. Uh, Burton switches out in favor of Bobby the Ursa Ring. Um, Carbuncle uses Stun Spore, so Bobby is now paralyzed. Uh, Carbuncle then goes for the Leech Seed. Um, so Bobby is both paralyzed and seated. Bobby, however, goes for the curse. And Carbuncle switches out in favor of Rachel the Pidgeot. Uh, Bobby goes back to the curse. So Bobby is paralyzed, has two curses up. So that's two stages up in attack and defense, two stages down in speed, and is leech seated. Rachel is at 66% health. Bobby is at 88 Rachel goes for return, only dealing 20% on the boosted Ursa Ring. Bobby also goes for that boosted return and brings the bird down. Lock the Typhlosion coming out for Celeste. Bobby does have a little snack from its leftovers. Lock goes for Fire Blast, which misses. However, Bobby was paralyzed. Lock goes back to the Fire Blast, which deals 58% to Bobby, who is then fully paralyzed and dies to the Leech Seed damage. Burton the Kingdra coming back out from Messer Engine. And Locke stays in and goes for the Thunder Punch, which is a critical hit, dealing 47% to Burton, leaving him in the red with 13% health. Burton does hit back, however, with that Stab Surf, dealing 74% to Locke the Typhlosion. Locke goes back to that Thunder Punch, however, and that is enough to bring Burton down. It is 2v2. Casimir the Gengar coming back out from Messer Engine. Oh, and Casimir goes for the Destiny Bond. Locke does go for the Thunder Punch, which brings them both down. 
Murtry the Machamp coming back out for Messer Engine. Did I say it was 2v2? I fucking apologize. Apparently Jolly cannot count. Murtry has not seen a lick of action in this fight yet. Uh, at 100%, Celeste is down to Carbuncle, that jump left, which has so much good status, but no real offensive presence. Carbuncle goes for the, the Sleep Powder, which is successful. Murtry is now taking a nap. However, Murtry wakes up on the very first turn and goes for the Hidden Power. I believe Murtry has Hidden Power flying. It is super effective, dealing 49% to Carbuncle. Carbuncle does land Leech Seed on Murtry. Carbuncle goes back to the Sleep Powder on Murtry, and Murtry is taking a nap. Uh, Carbuncle does eat, leech off a little bit of damage with the seeds. Messer Engine switches into Kamal, his Ampharos, and Carbuncle uses Synthesis healing back up to full. And Kamal switches back out in favor of Murtry, and Carbuncle goes back to the Leech Seeds, so Murtry is once again seeded. Murtry switches back out in favor of Kamal. Uh, Kamal... Carbuncle attempts a Sleep Powder, which misses. Carbuncle uses Leech Seed again on Kamal. Kamal uses Thunder Wave, and now Carbuncle is paralyzed. Kamal switches out in favor of Murtry, and Carbuncle is fully paralyzed. Murtry is fully asleep. Carbuncle uses Leech Seed. How many Leech Seeds do you have, Celeste? Tons. Okay, and Murtry switches out in favor of Kamal, who eats a Stun Spore. However, Kamal is holding the Paralyzed Cure Berry. And Kamal comes back out in favor of Murtry, who eats a Leech Seed on the switch. And Murtry comes back out in favor of Kamal, who eats a Leech Seed on the switch. I'm going to run you out of offensive abilities. <laughs> and then Kamal switches out in favor of Murtry. Uh, Carbuncle goes for the Stun Spore. However, it does, of course, fail. Murtry is already status. Murtry switches out in favor of Kamal. Uh, Carbuncle goes for Leech Seed, and it misses. Kamal comes out in favor of Murtry. Uh, Carbuncle goes for Leech Seed. And Murtry goes out in favor of Kamal, who eats a Stun Spore on the Switch. I'm too stubborn to forfeit. And Kamal comes out in favor of Murtry, who is still asleep. Carbuncle is fully paralyzed. Murtry is still asleep. Carbuncle is still paralyzed. Murtry woke up and gets off the hidden power flying for 44%. Carbuncle uses Leech Seed. Murtry gets off another Hidden Power Flying for 46%, takes a little bit of damage from Leech Seed, Carbuncle gets a little bit of recovery, is back to 23%, and Murtry is now back asleep. Murtry switches out in favor of Kamal, uh, Carbuncle uses Synthesis, is back up to 73% health. Kamal switches back out in favor of Murtry, who eats a Leech Seed on the switch. I'm going to make you say this for another, like, 30 turns. So I'm going to have to forfeit this. That was the plan, the second you only had a jump left. All right, so Celeste has realized the fact that she has no offensive options left available to her, and she has forfeited the match rather than stun sporing until she is dead. Uh, so good game, guys. Good game. Good game. I felt like Murtry was probably like, do you want me fucking out here or not? <laughs> <laughs> no. he, he was napping, dude. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> that was a really close game, though. Yeah, it was. Holy crap. All right, well, that's we, we've got Celeste at one and one. We've got Messer Engine up one currently, and we have one match left to play, and that is, of course, ours mess. Um, so, Celeste, are you ready? I am. We have in one corner BBR Jelly leading with Mojito, his Meganium. In the other corner, we have Messer Engine leading with his shiny, shiny Super Bear Bobby. Are you two ready? I am. Yep, let's do it. You may begin. 
Mojito sets up a light screen, and Bobby uses Curse. They're staring at each other. Mojito uses Giga Drain, taking 25 or 21% of Bobby's health, and Bobby sets up another Curse. Its attack and defense are doubled, and its speed is halved. Columbia comes out in favor of Mojito, and Bobby sets up another Curse. It's now got 2.5 times attack, and its speed is multiplied by 40%. It is now sleeping due to a sleep powder from Columbia, and then a leech seed goes on Bobby. Bobby uses Snore, taking Columbia down to 54%. Jelly switches in Bumbo in favor of Columbia. Bobby hits Bumbo with Snore, taking it down to 76% health. All while that leech seed is slowly draining Bobby's health, Bumbo uses Psychic, hitting Bobby down to 46, which leech seed drains it down to 32, and then Leftovers restore it up to 40%, and Bumbo takes 33% of its health from a snore, taking it down to 54%. Lots of numbers, sorry. Mezzer Engine pulls out Bobby and puts in Kamal. Kamal takes a Psychic for 35% of its health, and Columbia comes back out and takes a Paralysis, which then it eats its Paralyzed Cureberry, making that turn a wash. Columbia then uses Stun Spore, and Kamal heals its Paralyzed. Kamal then hits Columbia with a Fire Punch, knocking it down to 2% of it, 2% health left. Columbia goes back to the Stun Spore, paralyzing Kamal, and Kamal finishes off Columbia with a Thunder Punch. Jolly pulls Mojito back in, and they're staring at each other. Mezzerin switches in Burton, and Mojito sets up a light screen. Moscow, the Politoed, comes out for Jolly, and Burton, the Kingdra, hits Moscow with a Dragon's Breath, only taking 9% of its health, but it paralysis hits. And so Moscow is now paralyzed. That's really unfortunate. Casimir comes out for Jal- or for uh, Mezzerengine, sorry. Moscow uses Belly Drum, raising its attack by four times, but knocking its health down by 50%. Moscow takes a Giga Drain for 19% of its health, and then uses Hydro Pump, knocking down Casimir to 46%. Casimir uses Destiny Bond and takes a Hydro Pump, and they both die. Worth it. <laughs> that Destiny Bond has come in clutch for both battles so far. Out comes Bobby and Mojito. We're back to the beginning of the battle, except Bobby is at 46% of its health and sleeps. Mojito uses Earthquake and knocks Bobby down to 19% of its health, and Bobby wakes up and uses Rest. Jolly switches in Salty, his Hound Doom, and Mezzer Engine switches into Burton, predicting that switch in. Salty sets up that sunny day but and takes a Surf. Since the sunny day's up, it only takes 35% of its health because it's halved. Sazerac comes out for Jolly, taking a Surf on the switch in, only losing 13% of its health because of the sunny day. Out comes Metri, Mezzerengism Champ. Sazerac sets up a curse. Cross Chop misses, unfortunately, and Metri takes a, or Mertri takes a return for 54% of its health. Cross Chop hits the next turn, knocking Sazerac down to 15% health. And then Murtry is finished off with a return. Out comes Burton. That sunny day just ran out. They're staring at each other. Burton uses a surf and finishes off Sazerac. I was really, really hoping that I could live one and get the recover off. Bumbo comes out for Jolly. Takes a dragon's breath and is paralyzed. Zap cannon misses. That dragon's breath is coming handy for a Mezzer engine. Another Dragon's Breath knocks down Bumbo to 13% of its health, and Zap Cannon misses again. And Dragon's Breath finishes off Bumbo. Out comes Mojito. He sets up a light screen. 
and then takes a dragon's breath for 10% of its health because of the light screen. And then leftovers restore it to 97%. Mojito uses Earthquake, knocking Burton down to 76% health. Dragon's Breath takes Mojito down 12%, but also paralyzes it. And then Mojito is eating its leftovers, restoring some of its health. Dragon's Breath knocks Mojito down another 11%. Mojito gets off a Earthquake and knocks Burton down to 50% health. Burton rests off that damage, and Mojito is fully paralyzed. Burton uses Sleep Talk, but it picks Rest, and it does nothing because it was full health, and takes an Earthquake, and is at 77% health. Sleep Talk picks Rest again, and Burton rests off its damage. And Light Screen comes back out for Mojito. Salty comes back out for Jolly. Burton is asleep. Salty uses Crunch, knocking Burton down to 61% health. Burton Sleep Talks into a Surf, knocking Salty down to 28% of its health. Salty sets up a Sunny Day. With that light screen and Sunny Day, Surf only does 18% of Salty's health. Crunch knocks Burton down to 23% health, and Burton finishes off Salty with that Surf. Out comes Mojito. Sunny Day's still up, but the light screen is gone. Burton goes ahead and goes to rest again, and Mojito sets that light screen back up. Mr. Engine switches into Bobby, who takes a Giga Drain for 23% of its health. Bobby uses Snore, knocking Mojito down. Mojito flinches and can't move because of the snore. The sunlight fades, and Bobby hits Mojito with snore again for 18% of its health. Mojito uses Giga Drain, and Bobby is down to 73, and Mojito is down to 90. Bobby wakes up and tries to use snore, but it fails. Mojito uses Giga Drain, and now everything is... Mojito is at 100% health, Bobby is at 58% health. Bobby uses Curse, and Mojito is paralyzed. Bobby sets up that second curse, and Mojito uses an earthquake, knocking Bobby down to 55% health with the leftovers. Bobby sets up that third curse, and Mojito hits Bobby with a Giga Drain, knocking it down to 37% health. And we're gonna take a nap. And Bobby's full health now, and Mojito gets an earthquake off, knocking Bobby down to 95 after leftovers. Bobby uses Snore, hitting Mojito for 38% of health, its health, and then Earthquake takes Bobby down to 91% again. Bobby hits. Mojito with a snore, knocking it down to 30% health after leftovers, and Mojito is paralyzed. Bobby uses return, finishing off Mojito. Good game. Good game, mess. I love that bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is is quite the helping of, of Humble Pie that I was just served. Uh, so Messer Engine is, of course, our PvP champion for this week, having dominated both of his opponents and retaken the lead in points with a new total of 1,270. Um, Celeste, the lost is now re- remaining in third. Actually, I apologize. I went out of order here because I'm not so good at math sometimes. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I jolly by nature remain in second with my existing total of 1,235. Celeste remains in third, but only by a hair with a new total of 1,220. So how you feeling guys? Well, I can tell you that subbing out Nakata for Casimir uh, really paid off for me uh, this week and doing making the last minute decision to feed a cow a ton of berries before I came on tonight so I could get the snore TM also paid off tonight. That's a lot of berries too. Yeah, I was just standing there shoving that cow full of berries <laughs> being like, 
Eat, eat them. Eat them and deliver onto me the TM of 13. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um, my team performed better than I thought it was going to. And holy crap, I can see why you love Columbia. So fast. So fast. <laughs> yes, it is. There is currently nothing but salt in my veins. It sustains me, precious. <laughs> <laughs> salty is indeed salty. Uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, that is not at all how I expected this evening to go. <laughs> well, shit. Keep that doof hat warm for me there, mess. <laughs> uh, I, I still don't think it's going anywhere, but I, I, I will. <laughs> all right. Well, that was, I mean, that was the week. We have three more left to us. That's all. We're finally looking down the the final stretch of our Generation 2 series. So let's take a look at what is in store for our hosts for this week. Uh, now, this week is, of course, week three of our Kanto postgame, and much of Kanto remains to be explored for our hosts, uh, including for all three of us, Mount Moon, which has our final rival battle hidden inside, and the remainder of what once was Cinnabar Island before Blaine's Gym decided to go all Super Saiyan and go explode on everybody all up in their base. Uh, now, once again, we will each be pursuing two gym leaders this week, but which gyms and in what order is at the discretion of each competitor. Uh, the level limit for this stretch of gameplay will be 55. Um, so what are you guys thinking? I know that up until this point in the series, at least through Kanto, you've both just been kind of loosey-goosey going into the week, not really sure what your progression was. Do you have a plan coming into this week, or is it still just kind of up in the air? Um. Well, I'm not... I don't think we can, but I, I'm not doing blue until the end, so there's that. It leaves me with three gym leaders left, because um, Janine is probably closest to where I am right now, or the area I've explored. I'm definitely going to get that out of the way. And then, it's probably going to be Brock. I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do for Brock. Uh, but, yeah, because I, I got to head that way to go south to get to Cinnabar Island anyways. It doesn't make sense to really just walk right by it, so I'll probably stop there and do it, and that means the last week of gyms will be Blaine and Blue. Yeah, I'm actually scared of Brock, so I'm probably going to end up doing, uh, is it Erica? Yeah, Erica. And another gym, I haven't decided which yet. I needed, if, when we face Brock, what we need to do is, uh, choose Pretty Girl, I Choose You, and then that's how we win, <laughs> if the anime is any indication. But I didn't get, I didn't get my, uh, uh, Bill Awesome. Nurse Joy. <laughs> super effective. <laughs> Nurse Joy uses a tract. It's super effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, the, the frustrating thing for me this week is I've talked such a mean game about how I'm confident that I can win without the dogs that I can't now go chase dogs without eating a ridiculous amount of humble pie, and my pride's not going to allow me to do that. So I'm just going to have to maintain the course, maintain the faith that I have the chutzpah to, to pull this out without uh, going back on my going back on my manifesto, going back on my, my hatred of roaming legendaries. So we're going to have to make it work, you guys. We're going to pull this out. Um, I think that for my week, I'm probably going to be doing both Sabrina and Blaine. While we will have to pass Brock's gym to make that happen, Brock's gym is going to be one that's going to be substantially difficult to do on hard mode because rock type. Um, so I feel like saving that to the highest possible level is probably warranted. 
I kind of agree. You're just going to sit there and curse up at the highest level possible and beat down <laughs> rocks with normal type moves. I mean, that's quite possibly the best option. I mean, he does have some... He, he has um, both Omastar and Kabutops, so they at least you can hit neutrally with water, but I think he's also got Aerodactyl and something else, and on those ones, yeah, you're just kind of kind of kind of fucked frankly if you're not going to use super effective moves yeah there's a lot of bad i never thought that brock would be the gym leader that i'm like fuck it's brock <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean really he feels so non-threatening but because of the rules of the challenge when you need those sweet sweet points it's uh it's a lot more rough i'm honestly the most scared of blue on our hard mode yeah blue is incredibly threatening like and it's it's doubly so because the Kanto portion of this game is just so easy by comparison that when you get back to a really hard fight, it's just like, well, shit. A really hard fight made harder by the rule set. Yes, exactly. Well, and especially, I'm almost positive that Blue has a Scizor, which resists a whole lot of shit. So, yeah. <laughs> not good. Not good at all. Yeah, not, not great. Not... Not the best. Um, all right. Well, that is our show for this week, guys. Um, so as always, we do want to make sure that you guys listening at home, that our audience knows when and where you can find us streaming our gameplay live on Twitch. Uh, now, generally speaking, Messer Engine, you are our first streamer for the week, but I know that your weekend's kind of funny. Are you still intending to stream on Sunday this week? I am, but it probably won't be till seven unless you hear otherwise. I don't know what time I'm going to pack up from the convention on Sunday, and I have to travel like an hour and a half or more back home. So I want to give myself enough time to get back uh, after I leave in the afternoon without having to rush, especially if the roads are icy. So expect me on uh, at 7. I have Monday off, so I should be able to clean up whatever like gameplay we have left on Monday without any issues. Um, so yeah, expect me at 7 p.m. instead of 6 p.m. on Sunday the, what is it, the 14th this week? Yeah, Sunday the 14th, and you can catch me at twitch.tv slash engine. Uh, make sure to come see our beautiful shiny bear. Absolutely. And once again, don't forget, guys, two more followers for Messer Engine on Twitch is all that we need to complete our good, good giveaway of those Generation 2 Pokemon games. Um, so if you are a listener, even if you're like not particularly into Twitch, that's cool. Like, I understand it's not for everybody, but maybe consider going and giving Mess a follow just to like help us out and uh, help us give you guys cool stuff at home. Everybody likes cool stuff. Cool stuff is great. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, I will be streaming second. Um, I will be streaming, as always, on twitch.tv slash jollybynature. Um, and my stream days are unchanged this week. So I will be streaming on Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and almost certainly Friday evening as well. 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash jollybynature. And so, of course, that does leave our newest host, Celeste. Uh, so, Celeste, when and where can our listeners find you streaming your gameplay? Okay, my times are actually changing because my work schedule is changing. So I will be streaming on Wednesdays and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Lost. Awesome. Thanks, Celeste. Uh, now, as always, dear, gentle 
beautiful, lovely listeners. Uh, we do want to hear from you guys at home, whether you're playing along with us in our gameplay and you want to update us uh, on your gameplay uh, by email, preferably at blastburnradio at gmail.com, uh, or if you want to chat with us or other members of the Blastburn Nation on our shiny, fancy new public Discord, uh, which will be linked to in the show notes of today's episode, do come out and be a part of the nation, be a part of the conversation, um, come and join our awesome, wonderful community. Uh, now, as always, I do want to thank our hosts for joining us this evening. Uh, Celeste, where can our listeners find you online? You can find me at Twitter at Celeste Lost. Come leave me a message. Awesome. Thanks, Celeste. Uh, now, Messer Engine, if our listeners want to contact you or if they want to check out your other projects, including Mythic Portal Games and Power VTT, uh, where can they find you online? Absolutely. You can always follow me personally at Messer Engine on Twitter. Uh, if you want to check out Mythic Portal, we're in a bunch of places. You can check us out on Facebook at Mythic Portal Games or on Twitter at Mythic Portal. Uh, we also have a great partnership with uh, Power VTT where you can get all of our assets, over 6,000 map building pieces for your $9.99 subscription at Powered VTT. Make sure it is com. I just want to make sure it wasn't .net. So, poweredvtt.com. Also, if you are in the New England area this weekend, consider coming up to SnowCon in Bangor, Maine. We're going to be there showing off Power VTT and Steam Powered Sentinels. So, come say hello. Well, that would be really, really helpful if this podcast were going to air before Sunday evening after the convention has ended. Shh. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. But anyways, you can cut that part right now. <laughs> No, I'm keeping it in there. They have to know. They they have to know. <laughs> you could come I'm back to tomorrow. the past and hang out with us. Thank you, Messer Engine. Uh, now, once again, I have been Jolly by Nature, and you can find me streaming live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jollybynature. If you want to reach out to me directly, see what I'm up to, uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at bbrjolly, or just be sure to follow the show uh, on social media, on Twitter, or on Facebook, and we will keep you apprised of what all of our hosts are up to, what they're doing. Um, hopefully, in theory, I've been really bad about that lately, you guys. I'm so sorry. Work has been terrible i i promise i'm i'm gonna be better i'm gonna stop being a garbage boy now um okay so i do as always want to thank everyone thank all of you listeners at home for joining us today i want to give a very special thank you as always to my co-host messer engine and celeste uh for blast burn radio i am jolly by nature thank you for listening and we will see you next time see you next time see you next time folks Blast Burn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Celeste the Lost, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy. Check out this and other video game remixes at ocremix.org. Battle and closing music in today's episode provided by Glitch X City. Check out all of her great tracks at soundcloud.com slash glitchxcity. Design work and stream assets provided by Rachel Mondragon. Check out her portfolio or contact her for commissions at rachelmondragon.com. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.